My name is Dr. Tram Jones. Starting in December 2019, my wife and I lived in Haiti. Recently, given the current insecurity, we are out of the country, but we continue to support and work with our partner clinic, Lesquati Moon, with its 53 employees on the ground in the city of Quadibouquet, Haiti. It was a typical Tuesday early last year. Like every morning, we were loading up the car to head to the clinic. Our house was six miles from the clinic, which usually took 45 minutes along the beat-up roads clogged with tap-tap and motorcycle traffic. Because only five of the 53 employees had vehicles, we always tried to carpool. Smyrn, my driver, had dutifully shown up to our house at 6.45 that morning, and Emily, a pharmacy tech, had hopped in with us. We trundled out of the gate in the 400 yards to the entrance of our neighborhood. We turned right onto one of the main two-lane roads in Quadibouquet. We were chatting calmly, ready for the day, when we heard shots ring out. 100 feet in front of us, over on the sidewalk, I saw a figure stagger and grab a woman to steady himself as he fell to the ground. Three men were running away from the scene. I hit the deck, bravely curled in a ball in the front seat. Smyrn and Emily remained upright, Smyrn bringing the car to a stop a little ways away from the scene. I could sense Haitians running past our car, trying to get away. What happened? I asked Smyrn. Shouldn't we turn around? My hands were trembling, my voice unable to remain calm and confident. No, Smyrn answered. It's over. I've seen it too many times. He and Emily seemed calm, as if this was a normal part of life. We waited a couple minutes and then drove past the site, me still ducked in the front seat, unwilling to put my head up to see the body. We drove along another half mile in silence until we came across a policeman. A moto driver was already telling the cops about the event, gesticulating to explain the situation. We just kept driving. My hands were still shaking. I talked with my friend at the local hospital later that day. He told me the man who was shot was a police officer. He died before getting to the hospital. Today, I want to talk about the police force in Haiti. It's easy to make dismissive, glib comments about the police. They're corrupt. You can't trust them. But we have to understand what they're up against. A little bit of history. In 1995, in light of a sordid string of dozens of military coups, the Haitian president disbanded the military. Up to that time, the military had provided all policing in the country. While there was a small police force, it was organized under the army. For decades, army commanders were the only ones tasked with enforcing the law or, as was more often the case, making up their own law. As Americans, of course, it's bizarre to think that the army was in charge of domestic security, but this happens around the world. When the military was disbanded, there was hope that corruption would decrease and civilian rule might reign. A Haitian police force was formally created with the unique task of domestic security. Crime began to rise precipitously in the 2000s with the advent of Port-au-Prince gangs. Kidnapping started to hit the mainstream. The corruption of the Haitian police rose to the point that, among other reasons, the UN was called in to stabilize the country in 2004. They would remain for the next 15 years. One of their primary goals was to create a police force capable of governing the country. This worked well enough until October 2019, when the UN removed all peacekeeping troops from the country. While no one would consider the UN occupation an unmitigated success, since their departure, Haiti has slid rapidly into lawlessness. The UN and the US have failed to inspire a police corps that can effectively establish rule of law in the country, 
despite more than $300 million in U.S. funding to the Haitian police over the last decade. So this begs the question, why is the Haitian National Police unable to retain control in Haiti? First and foremost, in my opinion, and the opinion of most of my Haitian friends, this is because they're outmatched. I drive past my local police officers, and they're outfitted with pistols and rifles. Our local gangs are armed with machine guns. Gangs in Haiti are built like small armies and militia groups, armed to the teeth, subjugating their neighbors to support them. Their presence demands a military answer with tanks and automatic weapons. But remember, the Haitian army has been defunct for 25 years. In lieu of firepower, the police often resort to teaming up with more palatable pro-government gangs who go into battle with them to try to root out the worst gang-held areas. I view the gangs a little like water and the police like a leaf blower. In Haiti, the police will often attack gang-held areas with their few tanks and armored personnel carriers. I see this often in Kwadi Bouquet. And the gangs will flee to the mountains for the next 24 hours until the armored vehicles leave. And then, just like water when a leaf blower is turned off, they flow right back into the neighborhood. The police aren't capable of holding territory. The second reason for the failure of police is the problem that some police officers are in bed with the gangs. The most famous police officer in Haiti also happens to be Haiti's most famous gangster, Barbecue. For those of you that don't know, Barbecue is the head of a federation of gangs in downtown Port-au-Prince. But back in the day, he was a police officer, a member of a special forces unit. He first rose to prominence, or infamy, in 2017 during an anti-gang raid in southern Port-au-Prince. Two police officers were shot, and Barbecue led a retaliation effort that led to the execution of nine civilians. He resurfaced in 2018, already having formed his own gang, when he led the massacre of 71 people in an area held by a rival group. Now he's technically a wanted man, just not wanted enough for the Haitian police to be able to arrest him. And yes, there are bad men like Barbecue who occasionally become police officers. It happens everywhere, the U.S. included. People who are just born bad with antisocial personality disorders. Sure, but the vast majority of police... They've been put in an impossible situation. Look at their adversary, the gangs. The gangs operate 24 hours a day. They have no reticence to kill, threaten, or torture. I suspect that most corrupt police officers are corrupt, not because they want to be rich, but because they're afraid. Every inch of Port-au-Prince is ruled by a gang. Police officers do not live in special gated communities. Their children walk past gang members every day. Their wives pay moto-taxi drivers, who are often in gangs, to take them to work. Their families are incredibly exposed. Now, imagine, the gang comes to a police officer and tells him to give the gang a heads-up for the next attack. If not, they say, something might happen to your family. Something means being tortured, murdered, and their body burned. Of course, officers make too little money to move from the neighborhood. What do you think you would do if you were in that position? Is it moral to stand up to the gang and let your wife and child be killed? The salary for a Haitian police officer started at $290 per month in 2021. That's around $10 a day. How brave would you be for that price? Famously, in 2020, the Haitian police held a raid in one of the most dangerous slums in Port-au-Prince. They attacked with several armored vehicles, which were lured into a large hole and then burned by gangs. Four police officers lost their lives, their corpses mutilated. The Haitian government negotiated a trade for the captured armored vehicles, but they didn't make a trade for the bodies of the police officers. 
those were abandoned in the slum. Would you be eager to go into the next fight? When people learn that I was living in Haiti and I talk about the police, they assume that I was shaken down for bribes every day. You might assume, with a salary of $10 per day, this would certainly be the case. In fact, over two years of living in Haiti, I only ever paid a single bribe. I had been pulled over because of the tent on our windows. The officer asked to see the authorization paper for the tent, something we had left at home. We settled on 2,000 goods, about $20. Now you could compare that to my experiences in Kenya and Tanzania, where I was asked for bribes within the first day in the country. I'm not saying that police are always paragons of virtue, but their lot is a hard one. Yes, there are some bad cops in Haiti, just as there are bad cops in the U.S. But to be a good cop in Haiti is really, really hard. I see this in most comparisons between the rich world and the poor world. Morality is just so much easier in the rich world. And maybe you think, I would do what's right no matter what the cost. That's, that's fine. But I love this C.S. Lewis quote from the Screwtape Letters. He says, If you are proceeding on God's idea of justice, then your opportunities and intention should be taken into account. However, you will find that the justice of hell is purely realistic and concerned only with the results. In other words, God takes into account our circumstances. Being a good cop in the U.S. usually does not mean that your family will be killed. But in Haiti, it might. Living in Haiti has taught me that some people in the world have to make really hard, impossible choices, and the last thing we can do is look down on them. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.